The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and it has been a while since I have been on the show. I think it's been almost a month since I did a live show. So I'm happy to be back. Um, you know, we'll get a, a few shows out before we uh, take another break, hopefully. Uh, but as I said before, you know, we've been um, doing some work to improve the, the studios and products and other things. When I mean the products, I mean the shows. Uh, so at Unity Village, so Took a little pause in the midst of that just to make sure that everything was A-OK. But I do want to get back to teaching the book, which is Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. This book is really good. And when I was teaching the book earlier in the year before I took this quick break, it was because I wanted people to have practical information in their hands, practical techniques in their hands that they could utilize, work with right now to get the breakthroughs in their lives. Sometimes you just need uh, a different point of view, a different way of looking at things, an opportunity to take a step back and evaluate where you are and where you want to go. And it makes sense to get get information from people who have skills in a particular area. You know, many times we listen to people who do not have the skill set to help us in a particular field. You know, uh, it's amazing how many people who don't know anything about medicine will give medicine advice. Or you should be taking this versus that. Like, what qualifies you to say that? Uh, you know, uh, having been trained, having done the homework, have no license, have no nothing. I'm not saying you always got to have a license to do everything, but there's some things you should, especially when, when it comes to, uh, health and medicine. That's one thing. But my point is this, not to get caught up in the health argument is, uh, what qualifies you for me to value your opinion? Is your opinion based upon success? Is it based upon the success of the people who trained you? Therefore, you represent a, a stream of thought, a stream of success, uh, evidence that shows people this works. You know, I, I you know, sometimes I, I talk to people uh, because I'm besides being a minister, I'm a Kung Fu practitioner. And I talk to people about things like Qigong and Tai Chi and I'll say, well, you know, it's just been working, working these principles of breathing and moving the life energy and meditating through slow, small movements. I've just been working for a couple of thousand years. And I say that because it has the demonstrations, it has the manifestations to back them up. Well, when you want to get a root canal or your teeth cleaned or uh, some other type of dental work, you go to a dentist uh, and hopefully that dentist has, you know, if you're a dentist in the United States, at least you have to have uh, training. You, you have to go to school to be a dentist. You have to be licensed to be a dentist. If you have a, other particular situations, you go to that expert. If you want to buy a house, you go talk to a broker or a real estate agent. You want to buy the house, you got to have a real estate lawyer to make sure you know what you're signing, etc. Why am I sharing all of this? Because I believe that Lisa Nichols, in a very strong way, is a success expert. And what she tried to do with this book was to put some of her best knowledge into one book. So just like you would go to the dentist for advice or the doctor for advice or the real estate broker for advice 
Or if you want to learn how to golf, you will go find out from somebody who is proficient in golf or a golf coach. Or if you wanted to learn how to swim, you will go to a swim coach or have somebody who really knows how to swim, teach you how to swim, etc. She knows how to produce success in the work field, in the career field, in the business field. What are the, the secrets to success? I think she's one of the people on the planet who really figured this out. And I think her voice has weight. So with that, I'm about to start getting into the chapter that I left off last time. And this chapter is the third chapter four, the third E engagement in your work for more than financial reward. Again, engagement in your work for more than financial reward. So she says on page 178, your job is an investor in your breathtaking future. So she she wrote back in chapter one, I talked about reframing the way you view your employment. If you have a less than perfect or unexciting career, one way to regain that excitement is to start treating your job as an investor in your breathtaking future. Let me stop here. So what she's saying is the skills that you're learning, the money that you make, whether it's what you want or not. The relationships that you build, hopefully you're learning leadership, hopefully you're learning team building, hopefully you're learning uh, conflict resolution. Learning, Working at a job is not just what you're paid to do at that particular job. You're learning other things while you're in the environment, especially if you're conscious of what you're doing and what you're watching uh, while you're working. In other words, observing the lay of the land. This means that you can be an investor. And what I always tell people is if you want to have your own business, allow somebody else to pay you to learn how to work the business. You know, many times people work jobs and when they're given responsibilities, they try to shy away from them. And I say accept them. You know, I'm not saying don't get paid or whatever, but also realize that learning how to manage other people. If you want your own business, you're going to learn how to, you're going to have to learn how to do that. Conflict resolution, casting a vision or executing a game plan. Let somebody else pay you to learn how to do the learn those skills. Therefore, when you go into your own business, you don't have to have as much trial and error. It's going to be trial and error anyway, but it doesn't have to be as much trial and error because you've knocked you've gotten a lot of that out of the way. It's really important for you to get the point that I'm making. Allow your job to be an investor. What can you learn? What can you learn now? You know, I before I was a minister, I worked in the grocery business. I came out of the customer service business of grocery stores, managing stores as a customer service manager. And I learned a lot from that job. And I learned a lot from being a, a, a cart pusher and a bagger and a cashier and a front-end person, um, front-end supervisor and a security person at one point or another. I learned a lot of different skills that helped me as a minister. Because a lot of skills are transferable from one career to another. It's not apples for apples. But you can be in the same basket. And anytime you learn how to execute game plans, anytime you learn how to manage people, anytime you know how to, which really means managing personalities, anytime you learn how to create or maintain systems to execute the game plan, it matters. Anytime you know how to cast vision, how to inspire people, how to motivate people, all of those skills are transferable. So use what you're learning now to help you. When you get to where you want to go, learning how to be orderly, how to do things on time. Because you will cheat yourself with your time and your integrity if you cheat somebody else with time and integrity. Don't be fooled. Or if it's my business, I'm going to be there sun up to sun down. No, you won't. Sun up to sun down is a work ethic that you either have or you don't have. And if you don't have it, you have to develop it. There's no other way for me to say it because your work ethic when you're getting paid to do something 
will show up. If if you're running from work or trying to figure out how not to do work, or always have an excuse. Or as I tell people here right at the church, if life is always getting in the way of you being at work on time, then your life is too sloppy. Stop making excuses about why stuff isn't working. If that means get up a half an hour earlier or an hour earlier or plan your your whatever you need to plan the night before to make sure that you're proficient, that you know when you need to leave, when you need to arrive, when you need to do these tasks, et cetera, et cetera, then do it. But don't make excuses, because if you cheat in one area, sooner or later, it's going to show up in another. Back to the book. She goes on to say. On page 179, what lifestyle is your investor helping to create? She wrote, one thing I recommend is to make a decision about the lifestyle and living standards. Your paycheck check should help should excuse me. Let me start over. One thing I recommend is to make decisions about the lifestyle and living standards. Your paycheck should be helping to create in your life. Jot down two or three lifestyle choices in each area then decide how much it will cost and how you will designate that money from your regular paycheck she uses the example for instance experiences cost how much will it cost amount to be deducted what are you taking out what what do you need to take out then you break it down to weekly and monthly so in other words, I want this experience. This is how much it costs. This is what I need. This is what I need to take out monthly. This is what I need to take out weekly for this to happen. I would add, this is when I want to do it because that'll determine what you need to take out. She has financial goals. Say you want to be out of debt by a certain, I want to pay off my credit cards. I want to pay off my whatever. I want to save this amount of money. I want to invest this. It's the same thing. If I want to do this, what will this cost me an investment? In other words, in dollars. Then what do I need to deduct monthly? What do I need to deduct weekly? Physical rewards, same thing. You want to lose weight, be in better shape, or you want to gain more muscle, et cetera, whatever that is. Okay, well, that's everybody knows if you want to be in better shape. You only have to practice two things, a good diet and exercise. Now, you would have to put in, okay, if I want to eat a certain kind of way, how much will that cost? Monthly, weekly, yearly. Really be clear about that. I want to exercise a certain amount of time. I want a gym membership or I want a yoga, a yoga, um, class or whatever it is that you, that you feel as though you need to do. Then you do, you know, then you start breaking it down because you have to know what is your lifestyle? What is your money? What is your career? What is your job affording you the opportunity to do? And it now gives you an opportunity to evaluate one, how are you utilizing your current money? I believe it was Charles Fillmore who wrote, and I'm paraphrasing this. Uh, you know, you know, many times we are asking God uh, for you know for a hundred dollars to go to the candy store. the <laughs> The meaning is we're asking for something we don't have for something we don't even have the consciousness of because we're not handling responsibly what we have in our lives. In other words, if you can't get your current money in order, don't assume you'll put more money or if you receive more money or you make more money, you'll keep that in order. You got to grow systematically. This is why many times people who are athletes, their talent gives them the opportunity to get a lot of money or actors and actresses, et cetera, Hollywood, musicians, et cetera. They get a whole bunch of money because they, you know, they, they, they achieve a lot of fame sometimes, 
and a lot of money in a short span of time. And then you look up later and you find out that, you know, the bankrupt, you know, they lost their $4 million mansion, uh, you know, Lamborghinis being repoed. And we're trying to figure out why. Well, they didn't have the consciousness for what they for the money that they received through their gift. Because they didn't know how to maintain order. I never forget. I was watching some show and it was about uh, this former football player who. Uh, now was an agent or something for the for players, and he went to this football guy's house, and 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 the guy was living in a mansion, but he was behind on money. So the guy let him borrow some money. He says, "Who are all these people in your home?" And the football player, it was supposed to be an NFL player, you know, looked around and said, and then looked back at him and said, "Man, I don't even know most of these people." In other words, he had invited a few, and they brought a bunch, and now these people are in his house, partying, living off of his dime. He don't even know who they are because he was caught up in the lifestyle. Why is this important? It's important because you can't sustain anything that you can't maintain in divine order. So it's important for you to get that. Uh, Next point, if you're wondering whether to quit your job, she has on here page 180. She wrote, be aware that it is negligent to run out and quit your job today. It's irresponsible in your relationship with your current investor to quit until you have another investor that can satisfy your livelihood and basic needs. You cannot be creative wondering if your bills are going to be paid or worrying that you only that you have only limited savings to live on. When people excitingly approach me at public events and say, I'm so happy I quit my job, I reply, I wish you would have talked to me first. I wish you would have talked to me first. Why is that important? Uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book years ago called Before You Quit Your Job. And part of understanding that be systematic in your thought. Be intentional in your thought. Some of us make emotional decisions around our careers and money. Instead of realizing that when it's time to move, you move. But you've done your prayer work. You're you're clear about your guidance. And you got the game plan. Just because somebody upsets you temporarily in the, in the moment don't mean, okay, I'm just quitting my job and walking away. And I'm not putting up with this. Instead of. I got a game plan. And when I leave it, when I leave, it's going to be intentional and it'll benefit me. Not just benefit my emotions. Now, I'm not saying people should be in abusive situations or circumstances, but but I can remember uh, telling uh, when I was in the former career, telling an employee. You should always game plan to leave on, on your terms. She was upset with another manager. She came to talk to me and they were bumping heads about some stuff. And I was like, what are you, and I started asking, what are your goals? What do you, what do you want to achieve here? She told me she wanted to move up the ranks and she wanted to this, that, and the other. And I was like, look, don't let that dude mess up your game plan. He'll get the satisfaction of you quitting. You trying to figure something else out and you're trying to have a job beyond the job he has. I said, if you stay, if you have your game plan and you do what you need to do and you're focused on, you'd be surprised how people, the universe moves people in and out of your experience to support what needs to happen. She didn't want to hear it at first, but, but I kept pressing on and saying, Hey, I just, I just want you to ponder it. You don't have to take my word. Just ponder what I'm saying. Be prayerful before you just walk away. She stayed on track. She got put into a managerial program at the store. And lo and behold, that manager that she was working under got transferred to another store. And then she got the position. He got what he needed. He was somewhere else being happy. And she was able to have the job that she wanted. 
So that's how that can work if you allow it to work. Now, it looks like it's uh, time for our first break. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance. And begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. With Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back to True Transforms. Uh, if you want to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I would love to hear from you. I love questions. I love the callers. It lets me know that you're plugged in, and, uh, and it also helps other people because your question has the ability to also help people who might not have the courage at this point to call in or they might hear this show later when it's on the podcast now this show along with all the other shows on Unity online radio are supported by your donations so as you freely receive freely give um, my request is that you go to unity.fm click on the donate button and help support this online ministry it does make a difference. This show goes all over the place. All the shows on this radio, online radio station go all over the world. People are listening in all of the continents and getting the benefit of new thought teachings, empowering messages, and inspiring information so they can transform their lives. Truth really does transform. But if they're not exposed to it, then it's very challenging. You know, as Paul wrote, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Always know that. And as he also wrote in Philippians, you know, uh, whatever is good, perfect, et cetera, et cetera, think on these things. Think on these things. But you have to have some things to think on. So this online radio show 
gives you some things to ponder, to think on, to meditate on, to contemplate on. So you can then use them to transform your life. All right. Back to the book. I'm turning all the way to page 186, uh, where she wrote, stay inspired through career growth. She says, if you're eager to move up the ladder and pursue an aggressive career path, set yourself on a trajectory. I just talked about that with young lady in grocery. Identify the next career move for you and identify what you must do to qualify for it. I want to stop there for a second. Many times people want things without getting qualified for what they say they desire. Oh, I just want this. Great. Now, the dream isn't for the now you. The dream is for the potential you. What are you going to do to qualify for it? In other words, you have to build the consciousness for it and you got to build a skill set for it. If not, it's just daydreaming. It's wishing. You're wishing upon a star will not make it happen. Consciousness is what I am. Or as Emmett Fox used to say, life is consciousness. If my thinking and feeling aren't in alignment with this truth, then it won't make a difference. You have to qualify. And you first qualify yourself with your mentality. But then you qualify yourself with skill set. Now, you don't always have to have the skill set to get something done, but you got to be able to navigate the skill sets of others to get things done. This is why I'm a big believer in leadership ability. If it was one thing outside of knowing your awareness, having an awareness of your oneness with God that I would tell a young person. In other words, I'm a big believer in a young person knowing having a healthy spiritual self-image. If it was one thing outside of that that I would want every young person to learn, it would be leadership skills. Learn how to be a leader. Learn how to be a person of influence. Learn how to inspire people into movement and action. It matters. It matters. Because Leaders impact the world, whether for what we call the positive or what we call the negative. Leaders impact the world. And you don't have to have the position to be the leader. You can lead at many levels because you can you can have influence. At many levels. So when she's saying, what do you got to do to qualify yourself? One of the things I would say right off the bat is learn how to be a leader. You can't lead in isolation. Many people, especially uh, folks that I talk to in church many times, have this isolation specialist mindset. I'm going to do my work. I got my stuff covered. I have blinders on. I'm like that horse. I'm racing to my goal. Totally unaware of, of what's around them, what's surrounding them, what's what's the totally unaware of the impact of their actions even because, you know, I call it the Godzilla, Godzilla syndrome where people Powerful people sometimes are not aware that they're walking through the through the city and through the buildings. And just like Godzilla, the tail is swinging and is knocking buildings down and tearing up streets, totally unaware how powerful they are. When you are a powerful person, even a specialist, you have your skill, you know what you want, you know what you need to do. And you're saying, I'm totally focused on what it is that I need to do and nothing else matters. Many times you just end up burning yourself out and isolating yourself because you haven't discovered the ability to team build, the ability to lead others, the ability to communicate in ways that allow people to rise as you rise, to be able to 
handle breakdowns and communication. What I'm saying is, if one of the things that that I believe all people need is leadership skills, because a leader looks at situations differently. When a leader sees the breakdown, they don't necessarily automatically go into panic. They address it at the level of what needs to happen here so we can get the results we desire. See the difference? Do you see the difference? A leader sees the breakdown and says, okay, what are our options? Do we need to create an option that's not on the table? Who do we need to talk to? Who can help us get this done? What am I not seeing? What's my blind spot? So they get counselors around them. So, and the counselors are experts in their area. So this is this is how the United States government is supposed to work. The president, the chief executive officer, has a cabinet. And where it's supposed to work, and that's all I'm going to say about that, the way it's supposed to work is each person in each cabinet role is supposed to be an expert in that area. So when they're giving the president counsel, he or she can make decisions based upon the best information. When you're a leader, when you're a visionary, when you're a person who's inspired people to move with you, you'll need that around you. That's part of your qualifying for what you say you want. Back to the book. It goes on to say, if you're a teacher and going back to school would enable you to get promoted and become a school administrator, wouldn't you move mountains to carve out the time, find the money, enlist your family's support, and do anything else necessary to earn your advanced degree? In other words, you say you don't have time, you say you don't have the resources, but have you really, really worked towards getting what you say you desire? Have you really worked towards it? Or are you stuck in the excuses? Back to the book. She wrote something I think is important, and it is very true in my opinion from knowing her. She said, I find, page 187, that I personally stay enthusiastic whenever I'm improving, growing, taking on new challenges, or stepping up my game. How are you improving? How are you growing? What new challenges are you taking on? How are you stepping up your game? You might be awesome already. But how are you stepping up your game? For my basketball fans, I go back to uh, when uh, Akeem Olajuwon came in the NBA in 1984. He was a big athletic center, seven foot, seven footer, who could run, jump, and do everything you wanted to do. But he he had, he had limited offensive skills. He was so athletic that he could average 20 points a game with very few moves. But one thing happened every year he came back with a new move. Fade away, drop step, jump hook. Pull up, passing out of the out of the double team, etc. He became so proficient, he was almost undefendable. You couldn't defend him one on one because he put all of those moves into what. The world star calling the dream shake because his name was Akeem the Dream, his nickname, the Dream. And he would and you didn't know what was going to happen when he started doing them twisting back and forth, dream shake. You didn't know what move was going to come out of that. What he was doing was, even though he was an all-star, even though he was an all-time NBA great, and I think one of the most underrated 
great players of all time. Every year he came back better with an adjustment on his game. That's how you do it. You step up your game. What are you noticeably better this year than you were last year or the year before that? What skill set has been dramatically improved, if any? How are you better in something than you were last year or the year before or five years ago or 10 years ago? I'm not saying that, you know, physically you might not be as strong, you know, but mentally or skill set or whatever. What skill have you developed that you didn't even have last year or a few years ago? This is preparing to qualify yourself for what you say you want by stepping up your game. Let me challenge you to something. Five new skill sets. Learn five things over the next year that you didn't either that you didn't know or you were very weak at doing. Increase it. If that's exercise, if that's diet, if that's I want to learn how to golf or shoot a basketball or learn how to do PowerPoint or I'm going to read one book a month or two books a month or three books a month on a particular subject. I'm going to go to three workshops a year to improve my communication or my my goals or my, you know, achieve my goals or whatever. Or it could be I'm going to achieve these particular goals. In other words, I'm challenging you to do to, to five, five things to step up your game. What would they be? And you don't do them all at once. Put all your attention on one or two. No more than two. I would suggest one. It could it could be I want to read the Bible every day for a year, you know, like they do with those daily walk Bibles. So you can or whatever your scripture is that you or book. I remember uh, a few months ago challenging a friend who is a part of the science of mind community, Centers for Spiritual Living, which used to be religious science. They study Ernest Holmes' work. And his masterpiece is a book called The Science of Mind, a very thick book, the 1938 edition, which is the common edition that's used in all their churches. And I challenged her to read that whole book cover to cover every day for a year. Every day. Well, I got this to do and I'm on vacation and I'm or whatever every day. Well, I got this work stuff I got to get done and I volunteer here, there, and everywhere every day. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes every day. Because what I was trying to help her understand was if you want to have greater insight into your branch of the new thought movement, then go back to the person who founded your branch of the movement and study his works. I don't mean you have to take study it like, okay, this is God speaking, but understand what it is that you're in and what is the, what is, what is it about and how you can utilize it in your life? Study the essence of it. And if you did that every day, when you come out on the next year, you will look at his book and you will look at New Thought and you will look at these works completely uh, different. It'll be completely different to you. You'll look at it differently. Just think about it. So I'm looking at the clock here, and it says that it's time for our second break. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors, The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching Lisa Nichols' book, Abundance Now, and now I'm on page 196. And this is her steps if you do decide to start a business. And she's telling people to be cautious. She has a lot of material in this book about what you should do, what you should not do um, when it comes to starting businesses. But she says, if you do want to start a business, you need to make sure that you have these areas covered. Number one, forecast your plans for growth. She wrote, focus on the one thing that most business owners think is a waste of time, but that actually is the best use of their time. Navigating and forecasting plans for growth at least 18 months to three years out. Chart the path of where you're going, where you want to end up. And what would be considered a step or goal along the way. This way, you're not reacting to opportunities, but rather you're creating opportunities in the direction of your plan. So part of owning whatever is obviously you're selling a product. That product could be information. It could be clothes. It could be pills. It could be um, gym equipment. It don't make a difference. It could be pens. Whatever it is, you have a product. And having a business is more than having a product. You got to forecast out and put the milestones in once you know what your end goal is for that 18 or three years or whatever. Because I think it is really important to know what you're trying to achieve. So you're just not out there winging it and reacting based upon emotion. Again, emotionalism comes up when we're not developed in a particular spiritual 
uh, area. So, for instance, if, if I'm weak in strength, the ability or the faculty of strength, then that means that I might not be as patient as I need to be or might not be able to withstand temptation, the temptation to do the wrong thing in a scenario, etc. All right. The second point she wrote is start planning from the beginning, especially prior to startup. Most entrepreneurs are living off passion, and though that's very necessary, you also need to live off planning. From everything I've personally seen and experienced, it's virtually guaranteed that your business is going to cost you three times more than what you thought it would. And it it takes three times longer to develop. Preparation is the key to reducing this time and cost. Research your industry, the market, and the competition. Understand your USP or unique service proposition. That one thing you do better than anyone else in the marketplace. Understand pricing for your product type. And research what the market will bear. Understand who your ideal client or customer is. That person who will buy your products and services at a premium ticket. More to the point, what solutions will you offer them? How will you sustain your business and keep your audience engaged? There are so many questions that you need to answer and plan a strategy for. But here's why I love questions. When you make a plan... All you have to do is work the plan. When you don't make a plan, you're forced to make it up as you go along. So just keep in mind that she's saying that you got to do your homework. That's the bottom line. You got to do your homework. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me again. Do your homework. Don't just live off a passion. Live off of planning. It's important. Those who uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. There's no other way to say it. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. I can't remember who wrote that. I think it might have been Robert Schuler back in the day. But it's a very true statement. No plan. If you haven't done your homework, and I really love the unique service proposition. What are you offering that's unique? What is what are you offering that's better than the competition? What are you offering? What are you offering? When people buy Air Jordans, Air Jordans don't cost that much money to make. Everybody knows that Nike or any gym shoe, Adidas, Reebok or whatever. People buy Air Jordans because they want to be associated with Michael Jordan. Nike pays Michael Jordan because his name is a unique service proposition. So when you see that jump man on the shoe or on the gear, it's it's symbolizing being connected to this super talented winner and champion in basketball. Even before he was a champion, he was so excellent at what he did that people wanted to be associated with his excellence. That's a unique service proposition. Apple sells a lifestyle. We who are Apple product people, I'm one of those iPhone, iPad people. Even when Samsung comes out with something and everybody else says, well, you know, this product might be better. I'm still like, I want my iPhone. Because I'm connected to that unique service proposition. I like the way it works better than I like the way the other phones work. I have to have a reason. I'm a part of a community of iPhone people. What's connecting people to you? What's your unique service proposition? Let me move on because I want to cover these five points real fast. Third point is get good at marketing. Something business owners don't do enough is of is marketing, marketing, marketing. Your company may offer amazing solutions, but if no one knows about them, your business isn't worth anything. T. Harv Ecker, who wrote the books The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, which I recommend, by the way, I'm thinking about doing that as a show. Uh, a 
or teaching that book on this show, he wrote or said rather that uh, the majority of time business owners spend too much time on product and systems and not enough on marketing. He tells them whatever your percentage is, flip it and turn it around and spend the majority of your resources on how do you get the what you do out in front of people. He said, that's the secret. Now, here's the thing. This guy wrote one book 20 years ago, and he's still making money off of it. I was like, man, when is this guy going to come out with more books? He's so smart. He's so talented. And I re- when I heard him say that, he's figured out how to stretch one book 20 years and still making money off of it. It still sells. It's still in hardcover. Just allow that to land for a moment. It's still in hardcover. He has seminars, workshops, other things, all based upon he uh, his understanding of marketing. He knows how to let people know, I teach people how to get rich. I don't need a lot of products. I teach people how to get rich. You want some of this? I'm going to let you know I teach people how to get rich. Come get with me so I can teach you how to get rich. By the way, this is my fee. Number four, sell like your life depended on it. Sell like sell like your life depended on it. No one can sell you better than you. Hone the sales scripts, offers, and sales tools you use to sell effectively. Then train others to replicate what you've perfected. I actually have on my phone different uh audio books of Brian Tracy that he made for salespeople, people who sell cars and sell stock and sell real estate and sell whatever, because a close is still a close, whether you're preaching or you're selling homes. I listen to how do you sell something because I'm selling transformation through new thought spirituality. So I need to sell it like their lives are depending on it. So I need to know how to sell and close like that guy at the car dealership. Not because I'm trying to manipulate and see the difference. Not trying to manipulate to be very clear about what I'm trying to present. There's a difference. Number five, if you're going to build a business, build it on cement versus sinking sand. Spend more time learning how to be an excellent CEO than you spend on your area of technical expertise. See what she's talking about? Learn how to be a leader. In the early days of my career, when I focused solely on building my skill set as a speaker, I discovered I didn't own a business. I owned a job. As long as I was on stage, the business wasn't growing. I was constantly in survival mode. However, when I began to operate like a CEO and focus on building my business on cement versus sinking sand, I began to focus on the marketing systems, finance, sales systems, and overall operations of my business. The result was that I began to generate multiple streams of revenue, making money when I was both on and off the stage. Not only did my annual revenue increase, my peace of mind and joy grew too. So those five steps, I believe, if you are talking about owning a business or you already have a business, backtrack and go through them. Get the book. I gave you the page number. I'll give it to you again. Pages 196 and 197 and work on those steps. Make sure you have it. Make sure you get it so you can demonstrate what you need to demonstrate. So next week, I'm going to teach chapter five of the book, the fourth E, Endowment for a Beautiful Future. So get the book and let's get to work. I want to make sure that you have everything you need to live the healthy, happy, and prosperous life you were created to have by God. I know it works if you work it, but you got to work it. So God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. 
Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. In the midst of a hurricane, there is a center of stillness that remains intact despite the violent winds raging around it. This fact of Mother Nature points to a similar truth in human nature. Even as I encounter the inevitable storms of life, there remains within me a place of peace. Although I can't always control what happens around me, I can choose to stay centered in an awareness of who I am and how I respond. According to Gardner Hunting, peace is an atmosphere of the heart and has nothing to do with environment or circumstance. So when I'm caught up in a whirlwind of chaos and conflict, I turn within for better weather. Peace is always there. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, 
and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.